Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Self-Medicated Podcast. Uh, this is your podcast for shit. I have no idea what today is. 13th. 13th? Mm-hmm. Uh, July 13th? July 13th. July. You know what it is. It's a Self-Medicated Podcast. Let's go ahead and knock out the housekeeping first. Make sure you go follow us on Instagram at the Self-Med Pod. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Stitcher, Alexa, and anywhere, yeah. and everywhere <laughs> that you can figure out. All the DSPs. All the DSPs. That's right, except for Title. Yeah. To get on Title. Have you have you ever listened to like any of the pod, Title exclusive podcasts? I was just listening to um, what's it called? The one with Elliot Wilson. Um, Crown. Mm-mm. Well, him and him and B dot. Uh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes I watch the car test, but I don't know if that's considered a podcast or it like an alternative. Nowadays, I feel like almost everything at least. True. This week's organic shout out goes to the Morningwood podcast. They're at podcast Morningwood on IG. It's hosted by Denise and Leroy, and this is where great minds exchange energy, ideas, and memories. Uh, so make sure you go check them out. It's at Podcast Morning Wood. Denise is at, at Brown Mommy, B-R-O-W-N-M-O-M-M-I. And Leroy is at Poppy Chula on Instagram. <laughs> so make sure y'all go follow them. Their shit is dope, man. They've been showing a lot of love. So uh, make sure you go check them I wonder out. What, what the story behind that name is, Morning Wood. It is a very interesting name. <laughs> we got we to gotta find that out from them. Yeah, I'm definitely curious. Let's get into the AKAs. I am your host, as always, Troy, AKA The Wayfair, AKA Quentin Quarantino, AKA The Banter Boss, and introducing Young Jon Snow. Cause I know nothing. <laughs> Here as always with the captain of the igloo, Young Popular and Friendly, AKA The Box Hunter, <laughs> AKA One Pop Poppy. Oh, uh, that's what we should add in there. That's what I was, that's why I was like, ah. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. forgot that way. So y'all got to bear with us, man. We got some new toys for the podcast, so we're trying to up the content game a little bit. God damn it. Up the content game a little bit, so we got some new toys, so uh, we will be, you know, adding new things into yeah, this. Yeah, give us a couple weeks, we'll get there. It'll be dope. Improved audio and make it more exciting with the sound effects and whatnot. But let's get into it, man. What, how, how was your week? Person, your personal week, not your reflections. <laughs> My personal week. Yeah. Uh, it was nice, man. I only had to work three days this week. Decent. So that's always good, especially when it's hot as fuck. <laughs> Ain't really trying to leave the house, but you know, I can't complain. It was good, man. How yeah, about you? I've been kind of reclusive this week. Mm. Uh, just staying in the house a lot, just yeah. chilling, not really doing too much this week but it feels good i guess really yeah i didn't feel pressed to leave or go out or do anything so you haven't been feeling like you're missing out since you haven't made your trips you were supposed to go to arizona um florida which if you did you would have definitely caught the rona oh yeah definitely. (laughs) you went to two hot spots for sure (laughs) for sure for sure have the rona but to be fair i already think i already had it so I don't know what they would have done to me. Might have got a second strain. Might have got a second strain. Apparently, the coronavirus is apparently doing brain damage to some people now. This shit is crazy, man. Like, well, what the fuck? Uh, but crazy. no, I think that I have gotten used to that feeling of FOMO because I couldn't go mm-hmm. anywhere on my on my trips. Uh, 
Yeah. And I think that that Atlanta trip uh, that we went on a couple weeks ago, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I, I got another reset. I think I got another three months in me. <laughs> <laughs> Staying in the crib. I'm not gonna lie, it, it, there are certain days where I, I don't want to be around people like yeah. I don't want to interact with people or nothing like that, but I want to be able to go outside. Like it's certain shit outside I want to be able to do, whether it's people there or not that I can't really do. So I'm not I, I'm not too much stressing out about the social aspect. It's more so like just shit I want to do. <laughs> I feel you. Well, it doesn't sound like either one of our weeks was as exciting or uh, caused as much dialogue. As other folks in the news this week. Such as? The word of the week. An entanglement with August. That's exactly what we need to talk about right now. We need to talk about this entanglement with, with, uh, with August. Um, so let's give a little bit of quick context. So apparently, uh, not apparently, August Alcina <laughs> went on uh, Angela Yee, did a, some interview with Angela Yee. Talked about how he had a relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith with Will Smith's blessing. Uh, initially, I believe Jada kind of like denied. I can't really confirm, well, but it didn't seem like people were giving a lot of credit from, from or credence what, to what August uh, all was saying. From what uh, I saw, it seems like the PR people for Will and Jada just jumped out and it was like, this is not true, this didn't happen. And during their talk they had, they confirmed that they did not say those things. Okay. So after August said those things and the Smith family PR uh, did their thing, Jada decided to bring herself to the red table. Uh, so for those who don't know, Jada Smith has a show on Facebook, I think, called The Red Table Talk, and it's basically mm -hmm. where different different dialogues that are either relevant to current events or relevant to them as a family yeah. are talked about. And it's really kind of a, a, a place for accountability and, like, conversations. So they, so they decided to come on The Red Table Talk to address this August Alcina situation. So the, the Red Table Talk episode came out. I believe it is their shortest episode. It's like 12 <laughs> minutes long. Yeah, usually they're like 20 and up. Yeah, so it's a 12-minute it's a interview. Some of the highlights. Number one, Jada confirmed that she was in a relationship with August Alcina, a mm -hmm. physical sexual relationship. Number two, Will knew about it. True. Number three, they were broken up at the time. Those are the facts. And one other major, major fact is how we describe this relationship, right? Mm -hmm. The relationship between Jada and uh, As a matter of fact, what does Jada call this relationship? An entanglement with August. An entanglement, okay. So, uh, this, uh, the, so they, those are the facts of the case. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say, actually, I want to hear your perspective on just the facts of the case. Yeah. I guess at first, they never really addressed the sexual aspect. They admitted that they had some kind of relationship mm -hmm. and it was based on them trying to help August. I think all parties agreed upon that from the start. There was nothing, nobody was denying or confirming outside of that. Those were the facts I initially knew. Even August didn't really explicitly say they were in a relationship, but Jada was like the first person to confirm that it was sexual in nature. Right. thought that was interesting. I didn't know which way they were going to go with it, but 
I thought it was interesting that they just went with the straight up, yeah, this is what happened. So a lot of people are talking about a lot of things with this situation. I think a lot of people yeah. are talking about like how Will feels. I think a lot of people are talking about how August Alcina feels. A lot of people are talking about how Jada feels like as individuals in the situation. But for me, that's really hard to do because we don't know everything, right? Like we yeah. only know what they told us in 12 minutes. So like <laughs> it's not really a whole lot of information and I don't, Personally, I'm not good at it, and I don't like speculating about shit that right. is very critical to the story in my mind, right? But with all that being said, there's a lot here for us to unpack. That's um, a fact. The first thing is Jada Pinkett Smith is a predator. Oh, you're confirming. Oh, my, okay. my take from last week has been confirmed by her. Okay. And it's very, very simple. I think that in her explanation of her behavior, she basically... I, I just want to know who gave her a copy of the Toxic Nigga Playbook. That's what I want to know. Because it's, it's mind for mind, word for word. Yeah. Uh, the exact type of toxic shit that us as niggas, some of us used to, uh, pull off. I want to read, there was a tweet that I saw. I wonder if we saw the same tweet. Yeah. Jada is masterful yep. at weaponizing the language of healing and emotional awareness to present the facade of introspection and reflection all for the purpose of evading accountability. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, basically, she's using all of the buzzwords like... An entanglement with August. An entanglement. You know what an entanglement is? An entanglement no. is a trap. <laughs> an entanglement is something you unwillingly get yourself caught up in. Unwillingly. <laughs> That's very, very important. Will. Ah, Will know. Smith. Conspiracy. We have one of those, right? Somewhere. No, not that one. Not that one. <laughs> well, none of those it's, work. It's not the green one. That is. The green one. We need to bring that one. More fire. Right. Um, so, yeah, she unwillingly got involved in some sort, of, and so so that's one red flag is the language that she's using. Mm -hmm. Entanglement with August. That's very very important. <laughs> Another really important thing is when she said that um, it felt good to heal someone, mm. right? Which is code for it felt good to be needed by someone. Mm. It felt good to have someone depend on me. Yeah. Right? And if those are all sentiments that existed before you started having a sexual relationship, and presumably... Y'all were all still, if y'all were still together, Jada and Will were still together when this relationship started, mm -hmm. which means that you started fucking with him, literally fucking with him after the breakup, mm. right? Which means that you took advantage of your situation, your yeah. vulnerability, your hurt, and used the, what you knew about August's vulnerability and his yeah. hurt to make yourself feel better. The, I mean, the flip on that, which you might hear some people say, Oh man, I'm giving the woman's argument. Okay, <laughs> is that August saw that Jada was in a position where she was going through a rough patch where with her husband. He might have already been attracted to her because I think his both his both his parents died on him at an early age. So he might have had the Oedipus complex where this motherly figure um, he became sexually attracted to her because she was nurturing and providing for him. So he might have taken advantage of that situation to benefit him. That because we I, don't know who's toxic in this situation. 
We do because both Will and Jada made it very, very clear that the reason why August was ever in their home was because he was sick. Right. Because he wasn't right. Because he needed help. Right? That was the entire reason why they brought him in in the first place. Right. So, if that was the situation, then... And Jada played a very critical role in helping him heal, Mm -hmm. then that means she's aware of certain shit. That means she... She... You think she did? You think she didn't know that he was sexually attracted to her before the break? That could be the case, but we don't know. For sure. Like who initiated it? Yes, we do. Mm. Yes, we do. We only have. Um, we don't have facts. Right. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Have, like, how? Listen, man. We don't know. August Ben told her he was trying to smash. You think he was that straightforward? I think. Yes, I don't. I, maybe not even that straightforward, but he let her know that he wanted to smash, and I think that. And if that's the case, she's not toxic because she waited until she was in a situation where she could smash. That's one way to put it. Another yeah. way to put it is she's very toxic because when she was in the situation where she was vulnerable and hurt, she turned to someone else, vulnerable and hurt, to make herself feel better. Yeah, that's the that's the wild part, and. I, you know, we hear from women all the time that say, you know, as a man, you can't use women to grow and mature as a man, right? Like, because you're leaving mm-hmm. a path of broken people behind True. you as you improve. Yeah. And, and to me, this is textbook. That's exactly what she did. Yeah. Think about also how she claimed she treated him afterwards. Didn't talk to him no more. Also, which I think she's lying about that because there's a certain part in the video, in the interview where she slipped up. Right after she said, I haven't talked to August in years or whatever. Um, there was a section where they were talking about healing and she goes, well, he doesn't want, well, I don't know. We haven't talked in so long. You know what I'm saying? So they motherfucking have talked. (laughs) Am I tripping? But I thought he was on a red table talk recently within the last couple of years. Yeah. That's why I was confused about like the, we haven't talked or it's been four years ago part. That was a little confusing. It's fine. Controlling the narrative. It's a better okay. way to put it, but I wonder if they had a talk with Aug. <laughs> Which I don't know why Will Smith was calling that nigga Aug. If you sleep with my wife, I'm not calling you by a nickname, nigga. But <laughs> I wonder if they had a conversation with him, like you know, they tried to talk it over and like we're gonna come out with this and say these things, and we hope you don't come out and conflict <laughs> what we're saying and make it look worse. Or do they feel like this is the truth and they know whatever he says won't be able to go against yeah. this? So I'm curious how they approach that. The other really interesting aspect of this is Will himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, some of the things that he was saying in the interview, body language, facial expressions. And to me, he revealed something that lends even more credence to my Jada as a Predator uh, hot take. Okay. When he said, I was done with your ass. Mm-hmm. Right, I was not planning on ever speaking to you again. Do you know the level of done a man has to be? Yeah, <laughs> and usually that comes play? from a woman cheating on a man. Thank you. So I want to know what Jada did for yeah. them to break up in the first place, for this whole break situation to, to happen in the first place. Yeah. That to me is very, very critical information. Because the way she phrased it, was un- again under the guise of like we're, we needed to heal or mm-hmm. these buzzwords was that neither one of us was happy and we needed to 
separate from each other to get that happiness or get that understanding. But like again, like kind of Will was reacting and talking, it low key made it seem like she cheated once with him. Then he's like, we're separating and they continue, Jada and August continue a relationship. And whatever happened, that flamed out and Will might have hit her up and was like, let's make this work or whatever. Yeah, 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 that sounds pretty likely too. I wonder, yeah, so that that's important. I want to know why they broke up. No, I want to know what Jada did. Yeah, because <laughs> it definitely was thrown on her. Exactly. The you, other really important part is after Jada said this. An entanglement with August. He corrected her, like, bitch. He's like, what's an entanglement? What's an entanglement? <laughs> Jada. <laughs> there was a couple of moments in this interview where it felt like Will wanted to say more. Mm. I felt like, in watching this, I felt like Will was not satisfied with how Jada was performing. Because if you remember, when he was on the Red Table Talk being grilled, they mm. was asking, they were asking him direct questions yeah. and all of this, and he didn't have that opportunity. And there was a couple of times where he tried to cut in, yeah. thought better of it, it was like, you know what, let me show like, it. Or he was like, I'm going to do you like how you do, since this is your Red Table Talk, yep. and try to hit her with some harder, at least get some clarification when she was talking about. with August. Yeah. And, and the, <laughs> the wild part was, it sounded like he wanted to ex like explain why they broke up he wanted yeah. to say like yo i wasn't this don't he really wanted to say this shit don't got <laughs> nothing to do Basically, with me yeah yeah um and then the other piece about will is i think a lot of people first of all the jokes are top-notch right now the <laughs> internet memes. yes oh my god this is this is the type of shit where i enjoy the internet um but to be honest though i think that Will doesn't probably feel any kind of way other than annoyed. Mm. Because if it is true that this is an older situation, yeah. and it is true that they're you know, in a better place now, and this is just a situation where things are coming into the public eye, he's probably annoyed that, God damn it, we've been through this shit already, I put this aside, yeah. he probably doesn't want to think about this shit no more, if that makes sense. I mean... To give more credence to this being a more recent event mm. was towards the end of the conversation. Will mentioned something along the lines of like getting paid back or getting revenge. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, you don't need to do that. He's like, but I do. And she was like, I think you did that already. He was like, maybe. I'm like, I'm what still. the? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, that, that, and then we get into the nuances of how their actual relationship functions. Yeah. Does she have to like, pick one of her friends that will go smash now. Right. Or like, did he do that know. already? And exactly. she, you know, they got over that and this is her doing that. And yeah, I don't know how, that part seemed a little petty from, especially for them, how they always give out the, the display of- um, Maturity. And yeah, and like emotional maturity and just reasonableness and understanding. So I thought that was interesting. I wonder if, um, oh, I wonder how Jaden and Willow feel. That's funny. I saw a tweet that August said. I guess he was getting an argument about Kiki Palmer. Oh yeah, we got and, about rather, and then um, if uh, if they were dating, and he said something along the lines of, "You know, I wasn't fucking with you, weren't dating." And he's like, "Go ask your mammy." Then I saw some the tweet underneath somebody showed like different clips of like Jaden Smith, like. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so that, I that was hilarious. Fucking funny. 
that is too <laughs> fucking funny. Speaking of the Kiki Palmer thing, just to, I guess, put a little bit of a bow on this entanglement situation. An entanglement with August. August Alcina didn't get entangled with Kiki Palmer. <laughs> uh, so, so, so I guess Kiki Palmer wrote a tweet and then a fan responded like with a picture of her, August Alcina. She was mm -hmm. like, yeah, no, we never went out, blah, blah, blah. And then August went in her head like, yeah, bitch, we never went out because your ass was crazy. I was thinking about talking to you, but your mm -hmm. friends told me to stay away. That's now, bad when the friends tell you to stay away. First and foremost, I believe August. That's number one. Believe all men? No, I believe August. <laughs> I don't believe all men. I believe August. Because I don't think he'd be lying. Mm. Number, that's number one. So there's that. Number two, though, another important thing that he said was, Bitch, you've been throwing subliminals at me all fucking week. So this wasn't just him jumping mm. out of pocket as a reaction mm. to all of this shit. It seemed like... Like, Shorty, you've been talking shit all week. Now I'm coming at your ass. <laughs> so that's one perspective. And that that perspective is only, I guess, justified if yeah. you believe August Alcino. Otherwise, it's just a typical toxic nigga. Lashing out type shit. He couldn't get Jada's attention. So now the next singing actress <laughs> gets it. The, the entanglement situation is a lot... Uh, I, I can't get over this word entanglement, bro. I know everybody is t using this word, <laughs> but it's August. such a it's such a fucking buzzword, an entanglement because it implies so many things. Um, have you ever been in an entanglement? Uh, first of all, you can you run that definition of what you think an entanglement is by me, so I can confirm what I think an entanglement mm -hmm. is. So to me, the word entanglement implies an unwilling entrapment. <laughs> okay. in a, like you find yourself in a situation that you can't get out of. I think that's important too. Or at least it's a struggle to get out of, right? I definitely, okay, I've had an entanglement before then. Okay. I thought I was dating a woman casually. And then, well, everybody but me knew that because she was telling people we were boyfriend and girlfriend. And I didn't really know that. Because from our conversations, we didn't have that set up. Right. So then I found myself in an entanglement where, like, I like this woman. Uh, we get along, but we didn't have this conversation. So it was kind of weird she told people these things. Mm -hmm. and, like, I didn't really have a reason to break up with her. But, like, that was just a red flag to me. Yeah. Because, like, if we talk about something and then you go behind my back and say and do other oh, things, sure. it's yeah. like manipulation and going on. Yeah. I wonder, um, but that to me sounds pretty much like an entanglement, right? Yeah. That was a situation where, you know, you did your due diligence, you did what you were supposed mm -hmm. to do, uh, you had an agreement with this person, you were operating, sticking to that agreement, and this other person was not, and caused the situation that you were in where you had to yeah. figure out your own feelings, what you were going to do, right? Yeah. That sounds like an entanglement. You were... <laughs> <laughs> in a situation that was difficult for you to get out yeah. of or or, yeah. or handle. True. Have you ever had an entanglement with August? Not, not with, with August. August. Uh, you have an entanglement with Aug? No, not not with Augie boy. Um, I've been in an entanglement before. It was a similar situation where it was like we weren't necessarily official, or I was talking to other people, and then those other people felt like, oh, I thought you got a girl. Mm. Uh, no. Not that I know of, right? I know of. 
But yeah, entanglements, I've been in an entanglement before. No, the interesting thing is I've caused entanglements before too. Mm. I've been the one who have called who has caused confusion in the situation or not communicated clearly or communicated clearly and just did some bullshit behind and caused entanglements. I one thousand percent I think have. every most people have done that, especially like being younger and coming up and not knowing how to communicate and operate within relationships. So Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's common. But for a 50-year-old woman to <laughs> be getting caught up in entanglements. For a 50-year-old woman to describe fucking the young man that she nursed back to health. Yeah. In a vulnerable state. I can't call that an entanglement, bro. <laughs> that's an entanglement. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what that is. The scary part is that people are now describing any casual dating situation that they're in as entanglements. Yeah. Um, Internet is fast, man. Super fast. We got a whole <laughs> new word. Do you remember the first word I think that I watched come into, like physically watched come into the lexicon was, I think, Fleek. Mm. Fleek was very fleeting, though. It lasted mm. a few years, but people don't really say that shit no more. Mm. I think that entanglement has some longevity to it, bro. It's replacing a situationship. I think they're different. Really? Yeah. See, I thought this was the replacement. See, I think they're different. See, this okay. is the problem. We're adding. We're, we're yeah, adding. This we're, is the first 48 hours right. of this new word. So I think uh, the distinction between a situationship and a an entanglement mm-hmm. with August, um, <laughs> I feel like a, a situationship is kind of a make-up, break-up, in okay. and out, kind of we off and on, I fuck with this bitch or a nigga this week. Yeah. This one got type shit, right? It's a situation, compl- complicated. Situationship okay. is another word for complicated. And entanglement is a cop-out word so that you don't have to define what you're doing. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like borrowing from the toxic nigga playbook that you're in a situationship and if you were to say, say you're a guy, mm-hmm. you're in a situation, <laughs> you're in a situationship with a woman Okay. And you're trying to get another woman, and you're like, oh, I had an entanglement with her. You're in the situation, but you're using entanglement to make it sound prettier. So, uh, what do they call those terms? Euphemism. It's like a. It's like it also tries to give you the be- benefit of the doubt too, right? It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm dealing with somebody, but I'm just trying to figure out how to stop. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I got some yeah. loose ends I gotta tie up, but listen, you are <laughs> on the runway. You're on deck. Because. Yeah, I guess in my understanding of how I've probably been using the words in these last 48 hours is that the situationship has a negative connotation, which is why I don't think Jada used it. I don't know if she would in the first place, but entanglement sounds more complicated to me. And because nobody really understands it, you're able to get it off. Right. And I also, I think I know what she meant by entanglement. It was an emotional entanglement. Mm. I think that's what she meant. I think that... It was a complicated situation. She probably had a lot of love and care for somebody mm-hmm. that she just watched and helped heal, right? Yeah. Been through a lot of shit, had a lot of issues, and was a driving factor in him getting better, yeah. right? So she was able to, to, to see that, probably had some emotions there. Probably mm-hmm. was dealing with some emotions with um, breaking up with her husband, yeah. right? I will. Also, there's a lot there. Though To me, the entanglement was the emotions. Not the fact that you was fucking with it, like, and couldn't figure out why. Like, what, what? I will shoot her a little bit more bell 
because of her when she was mentioning kind of um she how she has this thing where she wants to fix and heal people mm-hmm. we do know that her mother was hooked on drugs mm-hmm. and like that played a role in her upbringing and development so i could see how because i've seen that with other people that have had similar situations with their parents how they become these type of individuals that want to help and take care of people or feel like that provides them whatever they need by doing this for other people. Mm-hmm. So that's common. So I can see how she would emotionally get attached. The physical part, I don't really, I can't really speak about. Right. But I guess sometimes when people make those emotional connections, the physical kicks in as well. For sure. So I could see that. And Jada is fire as hell. Yeah. So like, <laughs> from from. For all, oh, that's another thing. Nobody is actually so. A lot of people are speculating. I'm speculating that Jada had ill intentions with this whole situation. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are speculating how pissed off or sad or mad Will is. Mm-hmm. Nobody is kind of speculating about August right now. Have you notice that? Because he's he's yeah. let it know. You know, what, like his emotional aspect, how it's made him feel. But ah, nah, fam. Nah. So you're saying he's not getting any, any, um, nobody's talking about his role and... I think what he did was, even in some sucker nigga shit, like the way that he talked about this whole situation, I think Mm. he should have been quiet. That's number one. True. Number two, you can't tell somebody how to tell their story, so I also understand why he Mm. would bring this up and talk about it. Mm. And also, he didn't really say anything about the situation as well. He kind of just said, I was in a relationship with Jada, Will gave our blessing. And he's talked about in the past how he's spoken very eloquently about how much in love he is with her, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but nobody is talking about how, nobody's speculating about how August is reacting to Will and Jada being on the red table. Yeah. And how they're talking if about If they really wanted to keep it 100% real with the red table, too. August would have been there. Yeah. I don't but know. They ain't real like that. <laughs> That's a little too real for people. <laughs> How messy do you think that would have been? Do you think that? Do you think August is mature enough to have that conversation? It don't matter because they could have edited it however they wanted it to, or not even put the shit out. That's true. Okay. Um, they should do a, a part two. <laughs> it should be Will and August. Ooh, that's Will, be August, tense. and Jada, uh, Jaden. That'll be super the tense. Men. That'll be wooey. Tell me you wouldn't watch that shit though. I would. I would, I would probably in. watch it. Yeah, live. I'd, I'd pay to watch that shit. <laughs> I'd set a Facebook not- notification. For that, <laughs> uh, that would be interesting. Yeah, I would. I would watch that. Um, so internet, let's let's see if we can make that happen. <laughs> J- Jaden, August, and Will. Mm. Red table. They always have the three generations of women. Yep. That would be so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's only two generations. Will, uh, August, yeah. and I mean, Jaden are the same yeah, right, generation. Right, right, true, true. I don't know. That the entanglement is too much for me, man. <laughs> An entanglement. An entanglement with August. Oh fuck! <laughs> I, I I can only imagine where the internet is going to take this because, like you said, at the moment of this recording, it is very very fresh. Yeah, yeah. And the memes have been top. And there's been plenty of them as well. Yeah. I don't so. think anything has been this hot since like the Jordan crying meme. Maybe <laughs> like, this is this one. They're going all over the place with this man. I'm seeing uh, Tangled, like the Disney movie. Yeah, movies. I saw that one. I'm seeing all like it's just all over the place. This, <laughs> this is extensive. 
So shout out to the Smiths, shout out to to August, and shout out to entanglements around the world. An entanglement with August. Oh, one other thing I did. So you know Hamilton is on um, on Disney Plus now, right? Yeah. Have you seen Hamilton? Absolutely not. Have you any intentions of seeing Hamilton? Nope. Do you know what Hamilton is about? Uh, I do know. It borrows from the original hip hop opera, Beyonce, um, when she played Carmen. Mm -hmm. So it kind of borrows from that, where like people are rapping instead of talking, and it's about Alexander Hamilton, who I believe was the first treasurer of the uh, first. What do you call it? Head of the treasury. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. So yeah, in general, it's basically just a musical. Mm -hmm. So it's a play, it's a musical, and it's uh, hip hop based. So a lot of musicals have like fucking opera or mm -hmm. whatever kind of. They're just singing. It's not really. And any if kind you're of, black, it's gonna be soul singing and gospel. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, so this one is basically just rapping and R and B, basically. Right. Tell the singing story of, Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, okay, I thought it was all straight rapping. Oh no no no. Um, and it's a it's a it's a pretty cool thing. I'm having a hard time for it. So I, too, had no intentions of watching this show, ever. So how did you end up watching it? Because I have the Haitian sensation. I was about to say, either you were super bored or you, nah, your girl got you to, yeah, let's she, watch this. Yeah, it was a, it was a commandment. <laughs> uh, I didn't regret it, actually. Mm. But before we watched it, I had been hearing a lot of like the woke crowd um, being mad about this. Okay. Right? And after I watched it, I couldn't figure out what the fuck they were mad about. So, I, uh, from my understanding, the woke woke folks are upset because the way that Alexander Hamilton is portrayed in this play may be inaccurate. How the fuck do you accurately portray a 400-year-old person? I, I don't know, but <laughs> they're Whoa. talking about basically mainly his stance on slavery in the uh, in the play, he seemed very sympathetic okay. to slavery and uh, had like plans in motion to help address slavery. Really? Which I think is historically accurate. He actually did See, do that. That's what also, I thought. But the what the issue was, I thought it was the opposite where he didn't do that, but they portrayed him as of being like that. No, but so it's weird because Alexander Hamilton has a real weird story. Uh, when his mother died, his family had slaves. So he inherited right, yeah, some yeah. slaves. Yep. And then, um, so he kind of inherited some slaves, but he was 12 when his mother passed. Okay. So he was 12 years old and had slaves. Right. If that makes sense. And they were technically property, so he didn't, wasn't like no interaction or anything like that. And then mm. later on, when he married into money, his wife's family had slaves, slaves, and those were the part. folks that he was gifting slaves to people. That's what they were saying. Oh, so he gave his slaves to them? No. Oh. He gave their slaves to other people, but they uh, he was, he married into the family, so it was right. his wife's slaves, basically. Right. Technically, you know, back then when you marry somebody, that's the whole problem. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. You're getting rid of the slaves, but you're still keeping them within slavery by giving them away. I, I can understand that. I think there's a lot of historical context that was involved here too. I feel like you probably can keep the slaves and give them, like you could pay them or give them a life that isn't within bondage. Right. Allegedly, though, he never, him and his family never had slave property 
doing work for them. Like he never okay. profited off of slave labor, basically. Okay, so they were more like servants. Pretty well, no. That's why. That's oh, I think what well, I'm. You just got niggas chilling around the house. Well, that's what the is? whole point. That's that's to me kind of okay. my point is he kind of de facto had slaves because right. his girl's family has like they weren't in his crib. They weren't. They were just technically his property because of the marriage. Did they, li- did they live on the property with the slaves? No. So they were like family's house in Georgia. He's in the capital. Yeah. So what are the so slaves doing? Just chilling, existing? Yes. That's, that's what... That's He's like, these lazy, shiftless Negroes, I'm sending them off to other people so they'll actually do some work. Like, you know, he was, a, he was a political finesse, so I'm sure he probably used them as gifts for some shit. Donations. Uh, or something like donations. that. Right? Donations. Um, the other thing, too, is that I thought was interesting about kind of the whole conversation about the whole, like, the four or five, the founding fathers and all of this and... Um, at the time, thinking about like the Hamiltons um, as like the progressives or like the left mm-hmm. folks, and then like the the Jeffersons and the Madisons as like the conservatives, right? Okay. Um, and thinking of how the the folks who wrote the Constitution and myself being involved in like policy making and politics and knowing how this shit works and knowing how compromises are made, the term "all men created equal." I think is the first precedent of loopholes in policymaking. Mm. Because half of those folks who agreed and signed on to that phrasing agreed to it with the understanding or the hope and the intention that slavery would be outlawed. Mm. Conservatives took that language and phrasing was like, all right, cool, we can hold on to this because we don't consider them niggas as right. men anyway. Exactly. So that's the, to me, hmm. my like understanding that's right. the first version of a loophole in a policy and that's where they were able to make that compromise mm. that's also a really dangerous precedent though because to this day to unintended, this day. yeah you gotta add that one <laughs> um, unintended consequences consequences is what's used to hold up policy even now mm. right like mm. oh well how are you going to be interpreting this who's yeah. going to enforce it all of that is why laws take so long to get passed right so that to me is very, very interesting of thinking about how, you know, people position themselves even back then um, right. in trying to have foresight, right? Mm. And, and also thinking about loopholes. The other thing that really stood out to me about this play is, bro, these, fuck what you say about their morality. Like, all of these niggas was cheating. All of these niggas had, you know, <laughs> whatever. But if you think about all of that aside, yeah. what these motherfuckers accomplished in their lives, bro. Yeah. Alexander Hamilton, for example. Orphan. Immigrant. True. A white immigrant. Self-made, self-made orator. Hmm. Self-made fucking war strategist. Yeah, not <laughs> even including, I just know him from his banking stuff. I ain't got there yet. Right, this that's what I'm saying. Like, revolution. this is all shit. I so he helped about. strategize and play. Think about. It. He was one of the people who helped come up with the guerrilla tactics that the Americans used. Mm. Like, hey, fam, take all of the take all of the wep- uh, ammo out your weapons. We're not doing that. Every yeah. shot count. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He's yeah. the one who came up with all that. Then they won the war. Then this nigga helped build a nation. <laughs> After that, like he helped create. <laughs> the the world the banking system yeah. the fed like he did all of this shit and the mm-hmm. nigga died when he was like forty. 
Damn, I, see, I didn't know he died that young. He, he, like, it's... Then he it, died from a duel or... Yeah, yeah so, yeah. and that's the other thing that they talk about in, in the actual Hamilton play, like, jealousy and pussy ruins everything. Um, it low-key sounds like this movie turned you into an Alexander Hamilton apologist. No, I'm not, but <laughs> I, I, the things that stood out to okay. me was thinking about the achievements of people yeah. and how to, I guess, how do you weigh those achievements of what they have accomplished and what they've done in the world versus mm. their own personal mm. shit? It made me think about that. And it also made me think about how fucked up it is that even the wokest of the woke are not welcoming to yeah. genre bending art yeah. that allows and opens up, <laughs> you know That's what I'm saying? Yeah. Industries to our culture. That shit don't make no sense to me. But those are my two main reflections about uh, the play. The play itself was, I mean, it was cool. Yeah. Rapping was dope. <laughs> it, was, it was all that. But, but I heard from a performance perspective, people say it's like really good yeah. and entertaining. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely entertaining. Yeah. Uh, the Haitian sensation was clapping and shit between she scenes. She didn't have to pause it because she was getting nah. <laughs> all the way through, huh? Nah, yeah, we went, we went straight through. It was also long as fuck, too. Uh, it was long. Can I ask you why you had no plans in watching it. I had no plans of watching it because it was a fucking musical and I'll be dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, kind of that's part of it. The I... last musical I watched was the fucking musical episode from Even Stevens. <laughs> that was the last musical. Like, I'm just not a musical person. Mm -hmm. it, overall, like I would never pay to go watch a musical. Definitely not. And like, shit too now. many people enjoy this. And like when too many white people enjoy rap, it's usually not something for me. Yeah. Or like I'm because like they like Eminem. That's his fan base. Yeah. He's a great rapper, phenomenal. But I don't care about what he's saying. So I yeah. had that same mindset of this play where like even though I know it's people of color, it's the fact that most of the audience that are giving this thing rave reviews are people that don't necessarily listen to rap. Mm -hmm. So that to me it was like ah, I don't like musicals. It's rap and I probably won't enjoy it. I do enjoy history, but I was like, I could read about this shit. Yeah, true. And it's also hard to, to know, even when you're just doing regular historical research, which shit is accurate, which shit mm -hmm. is not. And in a fucking play that's full of rap and hip hop, I'm assuming there's some lies. It has to be. Right? The story is <laughs> good. Yeah. The story is good, exactly. Yeah. Um, just like your... An entanglement with August. There's some lies. <laughs> um... One, <laughs> this is this is funny because this is something that I've heard uh, people talking about this week too. So you know the NBA is coming back soon. A couple weeks away, actually. Yeah, all of the people are down in the bubble in Orlando, and there's something else that's been kind of tearing up social media too. It's kind of the conditions that folks, <laughs> the quote unquote conditions that folks are living in yeah. while they're in the, I guess, 14 day quarantine period before they can like be around each other. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites is J.R. Smith. <laughs> he's been documenting his shit and it's been absolutely hysterical uh, you could just tell he's excited to be back in yeah, the mix yeah, you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. he's just happy and, um, I've been thinking about this bubble the NBA bubble mm -hmm. and how it's going to work I saw a lot of folks who were like getting off the buses or whatever going into Orlando they had their gaming monitors mm -hmm. right they had, so a lot of people had, I think at least a few people had like their families with them. Right? Really? Um, okay. 
think I saw one or two people like that. You know, it's a lot of uh, these NBA players that are doing other things now, like doing podcasts or doing, True. you know, other shit. What the fuck are they going to do for distractions? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's what they normally do because outside of going to the club, I do remember reading like they're going to have access to like the rides and the things along that lines mm -hmm. at Disney. So, but so I guess it's only so long you can enjoy that shit. <laughs> they're going to be there for like three months. Yeah. How many? Which sounds like a nightmare to an adult, but a kid would love to would be in Disney that, for right. three months. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think a roller coaster is going to give a professional athlete. Entertainment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other thing I heard, so uh, another podcast was talking about how, you know, it's a bunch of NBA players that really don't fuck with each other. Mm. What you going to do in Orlando, nigga? You going to see each other. <laughs> you just going to be avoiding each other. But half of them niggas are, like, super cool with each other, though. Yeah, I feel like the only people that don't like each other, other is mostly, like, niggas like Pat Beverly, where people just don't like him. Sure. They don't want to like fuck him up. They're just annoyed by him. What about Chris Paul? Nobody fuck with Chris Paul. People fuck with Chris Paul. Don't nobody. Nana Bo crew fuck with Chris Paul, and thirty percent, forty percent of them are in the league still. Yeah, I guess. But those are. Um, Is Melo still on the Blazers? Yeah. Oh, so he's gonna be. What? Yeah, he's gonna be out there. Mhm. Mm I just haven't seen anything about Melo in such a long time. I forgot he was back in the league. Yeah, he also was one of the people who was trying not to play. Really? Yeah, he was advocating because remember Dane came out and was saying, yo, fam, if we don't get a chance to play in the playoffs, why the fuck are we doing this shit? Mm. And then Melo soon after that was like, yeah, let's not play. <laughs> <laughs> Melo trying to go somewhere in the island and drink some wine. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> trying to chill. So I'm, I'm thinking about all of that, man. How you going to get a drunk night off in a bubble? Mm. How you going to get some... Because your only options are... The hotel staff <laughs> or the internet. You're going to get in trouble either way. True, true. You're going to get in trouble either way. Somebody's going to be sneaking some holes in there, bro. How do you even do that? I don't know. But somebody's mm. going to. Somebody, Somebody's going to get real cool with a security guard yeah. or somebody that's supposed to monitor true, bracelets. True. I get, yeah, yeah. You can always pay somebody off. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious like how stringent the NBA is going to be as far as like the watching security footage and like having people walk the halls like you know saying like a high school because <laughs> some of them niggas is like super young and they're definitely willing to make that risk oh for sure <laughs> whereas some of the players that are a little older got wives and shit so they can't handle it yeah at least handle some of those urges right that way yeah man i've done some very dumb things and controlled situations to try to get some pussy <laughs> and i'm not a world-class athlete <laughs> used to be able to get some pussy whenever they wanted. True. One call. So, yeah. 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 It'd be that. interesting. I'm pretty sure some shenanigans will ensue. Shenanigans. <laughs> All right, let's talk about music. All music, right. music, music. Uh, a bunch of new music came out this week. Yeah, a bunch of new music that I haven't listened to came out this week. <laughs> uh, but I did listen to Summer Walker's album. Did I you did. listen to it? Yeah, like I did. Or whatever? It was nice. It was, it nice. was awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm pissed off though that it was so short. It was like five songs. Yeah, it yeah. was like twenty minutes worth of music. That's that's her steez though. I don't like that. <laughs> it's 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 a Either she does short songs or short albums, I guess. It's orders music, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's some bangers on there. Cool little features. I just really, really wish it was longer. Mm -hmm. Really wish it was longer. 
Um, not too much to say about the Summer yeah. Walker. I'll probably like listen those. to that tonight just to get a better vibe for it. I tried listening to the Juice World album. I couldn't do it, man. It was too fucking sad for me, bro. Just because of him passing or just the content with, of itself? The combination of both. Yeah, I mean, he's. I feel like he's always talked about like sad shit or rapped about sad shit. That's true, and I agree with that. Um, I've never really been a huge Juice World fan. I I've mm-hmm. always felt like he was talented. I just didn't like the music wasn't made mm-hmm. for me to be yeah. a fan of him. Right? Yeah. But I could definitely like you know, uh, his his uh, freestyle ability is pretty yeah, well known. Right, like, he's true. A, he's a beast. I, I respect him as an artist for sure. When I listened to this album, though, all I heard was him predicting his death, and I didn't like that shit, bro. It mm. was way too eerie for me. Mm. For him, like, it was literal lines and songs where he like, I took all of these pit, like, it's like, fam. Tupac that shit. Yeah, it was like, yeah. I, I got through, like, a good four songs, and I was like, yep, no, I can't, <laughs> I can't deal with this shit, because it was... It was distracting me from the art a little bit. Okay. It made me think about uh, Snoop did an interview a while ago where he talks about the power of the pen, mm. and he talked about how he wrote "Murder Was the Case" and then got a fucking murder case, <laughs> right? So like the power yeah. of the pen, yeah. um, and it made me think about Tupac. It made me think about Pop Smoke. It made me think about Triple X. It made me think about uh, Mac Biggie. Miller, Biggie, all of yeah. these people who literally. Biggie, even like some album titles. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, 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 I don't know, man. It, it was really eerie. And then another thing too is when we was in Atlanta, it was the first time that I've been back in like music making mentality in a really long time. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was I was with the homie Asa Jamel, and I was thinking about the mindset and the mind frame that you have to be in to constantly over and over and over again find creative ways to say that you're sad. Hmm. And what type of drain that has to be, yeah. right? Like yeah. that. I don't know, man. For some, for whatever reason, maybe it's because I hadn't been outside. Maybe I need to take a couple laps, walk <laughs> on the lake or something, yeah. like get some good energy. But that shit really just made me fucking sad. Huh. You um, know, and it's really good music too. That's the thing. It's really good. I when it comes to these like super melodic young dudes like him and Trippy Red and guys along that lines, I don't really listen to the lyrics as much. I just kind of vibe out to the production and the harmonies and melodies they're providing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really catch a lot of the lyrics when I was listening to it the first time around. But now I kind of I want to go back and like kind of really pay more attention after you you know mentioned this. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was it was hard not. To hear the words, because mm. I, I wanted to vibe out to the rock type shit. Yeah, like, I, it I sounded that. more rocky too. Yes, for I sure. didn't notice that. Did you listen to the Kiana Lede? I saw that and I was like, I know this nigga Troy is about to listen to this shit. <laughs> I was like, I, so I, it was, for me, it was between that and the Summer Walker for the R and B I wanted to listen to. Okay. I went with the Summer. Um, yeah, this Kiana Lede is hard. It might be better than Summer shit. Wow. Yeah, but it's it's a bunch of features though. Every Hers is short too, right? It's another EP. Six songs. It's yeah. an EP, and it's eighteen minutes long, and every song is a feature. Um, yeah, it's literally like, called Collab and Chill. Yeah. Okay. So I was Ari's like, yeah. on here. Black is on here. Lucky Day. I was curious about the Lucky Day one, so I'm gonna definitely have to go back and listen to that one. Maybe when I listen to the Summer mm-hmm. album again, I thought that one. Yeah, let's just quick. All right. Takes you to go through. Any other music? New music that came out? Uh, yeah, man. 
Adventures of Moon Man, did you listen to that? <laughs> I thought about it, I was like, nah, I'm good. Uh, it was, what else came out this week? Let me, uh, this week, there's a, yeah, I know, there's a I know we're gonna get into next week, but this week, uh, I didn't listen to that one. Terrace Martin, Saw Baby came out with something I want to check out, which I know is like that's probably gonna be more on a workout music because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a higher energy kind of guy. And I guess this Rima compilation I want to check out. Mm. Are you familiar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those two. Man, it's, it's a lot of music this weekend, actually. Okay, there is a lot of music. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I guess those two I'm, uh, are on the, on the docket to listen to. I want to check out the Pierre Bourne. I definitely want to check out the Terrace Martin. I mm. want to check out the Boldy James. Oh, uh, you talking about the Boldy James uh, Deluxe? With Alchemist, yeah. Yeah, that was a good album. That might have been... If Bodie James didn't have such a like slow, monotone rapping voice, yeah. I think he would have gotten more notice for his music because a lot of hmm. his voice his voice makes a lot of the songs sound the same, even though the production is really good and different. But just it's like, yeah, man, about it. <laughs> There's no. He got a conversation voice. Yeah, and it doesn't peak up our any. Yeah, it's just very straightforward voice. He doesn't use it too much to like manipulate the songs how like a Kendrick would or mm, yep. so what um what albums are coming out next week that you're excited for? Uh, uh I believe it's the uh it's two albums. I don't can remember one of them though. It's uh my boy I thought it was coming out this week, but my boy um Chris McCleaney, that's one I'm really excited about. And it's one more I can't remember right now. Actually Amin, I think, has the potential to have one of the better rap albums of this year. Really? I don't think anybody's noticed it or really talking about it, but the singles he's dropped have been really good. Like the Shimmy one where he samples ODB mm. is really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really like that song. The one he did, um, Riri, which I think is with uh, Thug. Well, no, that's not with Thug. The one he came out this week is with Thug. That one's really good as well. I like that song a lot. Like, I feel like he's gonna have a he's gonna have a he's gonna have a hot one. So hopefully, whenever he drops, it's soon. Uh, coming up, it looks like Wizkid. Okay. I fuck with that. Brandy at the end of the month. That's gonna be nice. That Blue and Exile, that that one, for the underground guys, that's gonna be that's gonna be fire. It's been a slow year for music, or no? The first half. Well, none. Of, I feel like none of the heavyweights have dropped, so that's probably what ah, it is. Nothing is stuck. Like, right. it's been some good projects. It's not a lot of... Well, stuff really doesn't stick too much these days anyways. That's true. That's very... Yeah, I think no major artist really has came out. Who it was has? like no Chris, no Rihanna, no Drake, no Jay, no Beyonce, no Cole, no... Ross, Kendrick. Yeah. None of those, like, top-tier or, like, B-tier artists. Right. But the lower-tier guys are really taking advantage of... Some of them are, like, the whole Griselda. Yep. They're taking advantage of their situation and just punch a lot of shit out. Which is smart, because I feel like as soon as things open back up, you're ready to tour. You got all kinds of shit people want to see you perform or hear live, so. And Sean was supposed to drop, Big Sean was supposed to drop, and you ain't, you ain't, you ain't heard from him. Future and Drake, you ain't heard from them either, so I don't know what these top tier eyes are doing. They're chilling. Either this fourth quarter is going to be super crazy, 
Oh, we're about to wait to. Yeah, yeah, 2021 here and shit. Uh, is Rihanna still supposed to be dropping her shit? <laughs> Who knows? After that Fenty shit. Took off. Fuck it. <laughs> Singing is for poor people. Right. I might, I might sell that album to people with a net worth of a certain amount. Like you gotta have a certain net worth for me. And I'm going like Nipsey selling at hundred dollars a pop. That'd be dope. So last week we had talked about we talked about uh, Pop Smoke's album cover, but we didn't actually talk about the album, the album itself. Right. Uh, thoughts. Um, you know, I went in not expecting much from him. So I was like, okay, he's going to do the whole Brooklyn drill shit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good. I'm going to probably just have a couple songs I take and make, add to the workout playlist and be good. But from the start, I was like pleasantly surprised because he leaned more into being more melodic and kind of using his voice in a different way. And yeah. the type of song he was making was way different than what I was expecting him to make. So like, I appreciate him trying to grow as an artist, which you don't usually get within the first two albums of an artist. Right. So that was, I thought that was really dope. Yeah, to me, you can tell that, uh, you could tell that he made a lot of music. Mm. Because you don't get comfortable this early true. playing with your, with your voice and shit. That's very unless true. you're making a shit ton of music. <laughs> um, so that's one thing. I agree with you. I was not expecting the diversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised by that. I was also very, very happy with the track listing. Like mm. it felt, it flowed amazing. Mm. Like it didn't feel like there were sections of this album where like they did the Brooklyn Drill shit, mm. and then they did his like let's fuck around and try some pop shit, yeah. and then they did the R&B. No, it was all <laughs> kind of mixed together, and it flowed yeah. really, really well. I really fucked with it. The emotion that I had that was different with listening to Pop Smoke's album than Juice World is, to me, the Pop Smoke shit felt good. Yeah. Right? Like, it felt energizing. Yeah. He's still talking that shit. <laughs> you know that's, what I'm saying? That's, that's a good observation. Because, like, even from outside of the music itself, the way people were talking about it and felt about it was positive right. and like, yeah, I want to go around and listen to this. So I heard people blasting this in the car and yep. shit like that. Whereas I don't know if this Juice World sounds like niggas gonna be at the crib just crying. <laughs> for real. Shit. So for real, for that's real. interesting. The energy you get from the type of music you make uh, makes people feel. Definitely. Shout out to Pop Smoke. Shout out to Steven Victor. Shout out to Pusha. Speaking, too, of, I guess, speaking right? of Pusha. Pusha motherfucking T. <laughs> um, so let's... Uh, Let's set the table for this one. On the Pop Smoke album, there's a song with... Mm-mm. On the deluxe version, it's supposed to come out. Yeah, see, from my understanding, they, they're gonna, they were going to release a deluxe version, right. which I assume is going to be like a double album, kind of like what uh, a couple like people have done. Yeah, and this so- that song was going to be on there. So, yeah, so they made a song. It got leaked. Pusha T, Young Thug, Gunna, Pop Smoke are all on this song. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pusha T has some smoke for Drake as usual. Let's play it. Ooh. You know 
reality bites, it's just not checkers. Those empty threats only sound good on your records. If the patois not followed by a blocker, it's like Mark for Death screw face without the chopper. Let them rush the stage when you made like Sinatra, only to hide the blade flying back through LaGuardia. I might even buy a home out in Mississauga. On my walls, half scrawls up to Shabalala's. Many dolls that are sprawled, they my ill nanas. Make a call, she gon' crawl, bad gal Patra. I'm involved and absorbed. I am Godfather. Hush. That was a fire verse. It was. <laughs> Especially if you are familiar with like Jamaican culture and Jamaican dancehall artists, mm -hmm. you'll get all those references he throw in there. So, um, Young Thug wasn't too happy about uh, the fact that Pusha T is coming at Drake in this song. Uh, it's actually interesting because Thug was proactive and kind of defending <laughs> his friend a little bit. He, 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 he put on his Instagram story that um, I don't respect the Pusha T verse on the song with me and Gunna because I don't have nothing to do with y'all beef, nor does Gunna. And if I knew that was about him, I would have made changes on our behalf. Uh, this rapper shit is so good. Um, Based so off of that, does Young Thug seem like the type of nigga that would say nor? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. 1,000%. Okay. Nor <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, nah, he definitely 1,000% seems like a nor ass nigga. Uh, nigger thugger. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he wasn't, he, he ain't like that shit. Uh, had some things to say about Pusha, and Pusha T responded. And the very, so he responded with a series of things, yeah. a series of notes, basically. So the very first AO at Young Thug, which is not his at, by the way, but at Young Thug, couple of things. Number one, don't feel bad. Nobody knew what that verse was about. The label heads that stopped it didn't even know. They only assumed because he told them. The same way he told about the Ross Maybach 6 verse, and if he'll tell record executives about rap verses, God only knows what else he'll tell. I don't deal in police work, police rappers, or police niggas. And the and that to break it down for people who might not know, mm -hmm. who he's referring to when he says they. Yep. He's talking about Drake. Aubrey, <laughs> Aubrey Graham. Yep. Uh, he's saying that you know yes he was dissing the fuck out of him and been dissing the fuck out of him, but niggas <laughs> is not catching the disses and the only way they're catching it is because he knows they're about them and he's telling. And Pusha saying, if he's telling rap executives about me spinning subliminals, yeah. then he's probably the fit. So in that case, <laughs> I wonder how he found out about the song. I know Drake is like, but who told him? Because I know Pusha didn't like send this like, listen to this, Drake. Yeah, but I feel like in the music industry, though, you probably done heard all of this shit. You know what I mean? When you're privy... You be getting people's albums all early. But I'm shit. just saying, who was that individual that sent the Drake's way? Like, ooh, he's talking about you. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm just curious who that person is. That is, yeah. Somebody in the Stephen Victor camp? Mm, that'd be, that's Pusha's so. boy. Yeah, that's that would be saying. a little. I love so. be. It's gotta be one of the producers yeah. or something. Because clearly, Thug heard Pusha's verse after they finished the song. Who was Pop Smoke signed to? Stephen Victor. I don't no, remember. I, mean, I don't know uh, what label. His management company, yeah, I don't right? know the label. I wonder if it's some label connect there. Because it is talking yeah, about the executives. The so yeah. they had to clear the album with yeah. the executives. They could Because I don't know who the hell Drake signed with these days. I don't know if it's Atlantic. Yeah, I'm not with sure. Through cash money or whatever still. 
So that was the or first. Or Universal through Cash Money. That was the first one. Number two, at Young Thug, which again, <laughs> is not his act. You were the last verse added to the song, and that's only because I requested you. So he's clearing up. I, uh, Young Thug tried to make it seem like, you know, if I knew this verse was on there, I would have made sure some mm. changes were made. And you know, and Pusha T is like, um, young man, your verse got added only because I asked for you, <laughs> your verse to be added on here. Uh, so clearing that up. Number three, and most important, at Young Thug, <laughs> just so we are clear, I would never look or need your respect for what it is I bring to this rap game. That seems to be the, the nail in the coffin, right? Yeah. You think that's a that's a shutdown from an OG in the game talking to <laughs> one of the, not necessarily younger, but that's been around for a long time. He's well respected, but just to let yeah. you know, my name is Pusha T from the clips. <laughs> don't need your approval. I don't give a fuck what you think about any of this. Pusha that's- T then. Uh, tagged his manager and, and the person in charge of... How did he see this one, though? <laughs> that was funny. Because I think he was making a statement like, yo, Stephen okay. Victor, at Stephen Victor, I demand you take me off the Deluxe Real Pop Smoke album to avoid any confusion that may take away from this amazing body of work. This part is where he kind of agrees with Young Thug. Like, you know what? I don't want to be a distraction on this. Yeah. Because of this whole thing, and because I had to now <laughs> make revelations yeah. about this, just take me off the whole shit. Just take yeah. me off. But that wasn't it. Finally, this was the actual. <laughs> see, I didn't see comment. this one. Okay. He goes uh, from rappers crying to record execs to blatant label censorship. I don't ride with none of it, but love every bit of it. <laughs> that sounds now, like such a Y'all run along and be gangsters, but you leave the devil alone. <laughs> this was that's such a great pusher response oh, God, it was amazing, <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, for a few reasons because you also got to understand who Pusha T is in the music industry he's an executive himself he's the president of good music he True. knows how to look at talent he knows how mm-hmm. to put projects together he knows the other execs he knows what is being allowed mm-hmm. to be played and what's mm-hmm. not getting cleared and all of that so he knows all of this shit yeah. And for him to like bring it up and say, I don't like none of this shit, but I like I like it because I I know what's going on. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was very, 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 very telling. And you would think that that would be enough to, to dead all everything. You know, everything is fine. We've been figured it out. Pusha T, you know, said what he said what he said. But it's 2020 and Young Thug has some shit to, to say in response. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I can find it. All right, so let's hear what, what Thug had to say uh, in response to all of these series of tweets from Pusha. First of all, your verse seven days. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to put a week. Second of all, you already damn got down. You already went crazy the first time, so you ain't even got it. Ain't nothing but a sucker going on double tapes and triple tapes and quadruple tapes. You should have just got it all laid out on the first song. You put the first song out. <clears throat> you ain't even had to do all that on those. Yeah, you just feel like you ain't gonna get the, uh, enough views on your own shit. So you came and put some bullshit on a whole another uh, a nigga who's resting in peace music, trying to fuck up a nigga whole vibe. Cause you feel like, but it's the perfect platform. Thug gonna and, and pop smoke. This is the perfect platform to go at this nigga ass. This is the perfect song to do it on. Why the fuck you ain't do that shit on your own song? Do that shit on your own song, nigga. 
Niggas ain't jumping in no nigga business because I don't give a fuck about it. Now, what now? One of y'all niggas got going on. Nigga, we kill for <laughs> Thoughts on Thugger? Uh, to me, there's, there's two parts to that. One part is, um, can you really censor someone's Because Young Thug is trying to censor Pusha T. Where nobody, if Young Thug was censored by somebody else, he'd, he'd be pissed. Yeah. The second part to that is, this is rap. Like, <laughs> the beef never really dies for some people. Yep. Clearly, Push is one of those people. And uh, it's not like Drake didn't take shots after. He made, Drake released two diss songs for uh, Meek. He has a whole double album, <laughs> half of which is dedicated <laughs> to so, like, his beef. The fact that he is saying those things in defense of Drake. Or in defense of himself, because Drake, he's cool with Drake. Mm -hmm. He kind of is not acknowledging Drake and how Drake operates as far as his beefs. Right. Because Drake, I forgot what song it was. I was trying to remember it. He threw some jabs at Pusha T, and that song came one out those, within the last uh, six months. It was one of those features he did that was really Yeah, popping. and like, again, Drake is dissing people on Keep other people's mean. features. I don't know, Keep wearing no 350s around me, whatever song Yeah, that see? Yeah. And like... That's what niggas do. They just hop on other people's tracks and diss you now. Drake did that on uh, Stay Scheming for comment on um, yep. on Rick Ross's song. And But anytime uh, Drake sees Pusher doing it on somebody else, he wants to stop it, which is kind of like some homemade shit. No stylus. <laughs> there we which go. Which is a popping ass single. Yeah, and he stays going at Kanye. That is true. Because you know Kanye's about, not going to fight back. A couple of things about... Uh, Young Thug's video response, number one, as a uh, original dad joke creator myself, I really appreciate it. His bars was seven days <laughs> <That should laughs> week. <be cool. laughs> uh, that, that, that was cool. The other thing is, I feel like Young Thug is trying to be diplomatic here. I think yeah. he's trying to save his personal, I don't think any of this is about business. I think this is yeah. all personal relationships. I think he's trying to save his personal relationship with Drake. So he's kissing the ring? Kiss, not even kissing the ring, okay. but he's just kind of taking the initiative to say, yo, I am not involved with y'all shit. Right. <laughs> okay. If, I feel like he's kissing the ring because he didn't just send, he could have just sent Drake a text like, yeah, they added me last. I don't know who's going to say this. So now this is where the generation clash happens, I think. Okay. Because I think that Pusha T would expect Thug to call Drake and be and say exactly mm -hmm. what you said. Damn, I just heard this shit. I ain't know. Whenever he became aware of what was happening, yeah. I, you, and Pusha T probably expected Young Thug to hit up Aubrey and be like, yo, just did the songs, gonna be on Pop Smoke shit. Uh, he probably didn't know. He probably thought he got the song first. Mm. He didn't even know Pusha T put this together. Do you think like, it's, a, it's a possibility that Young Thug, when he heard the verse, he sent it to Drake. Then Drake deaded it, and Young Thug, Drake was like, yeah, I want you to come out and, you know, <laughs> say you're not involved with this. I think all of that is could have potentially happened, except for the part where Drake said, hey, come out and say you wasn't involved. Mm. I think that Thug could have possibly played the song for, for Drake, and Drake yeah. was like, that nigga talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> and Thug was like, oh, shit. I can see Young Thug not understanding any yeah, of those references. Exactly, exactly. So, like, I can, I can yeah. see that, too. But the thing is, I think that um, Pusha is pretty much old school hip-hop. Yeah. So he is very used to throwing subliminals and other people's songs. Like, that's not mm -hmm. a That's, that's, not a, a that's been happening for, for ages. Yeah. yeah. 
But Young Thug and Gunna and these younger generation folks, number one, most of their conversations and communication happens over yeah. the internet. So that's why he's doing videos. That's why True. all it is. But he also may feel like, fam, you're, you're putting me in a situation where I am now aligned with you by profiting off this song of you talking shit about mm-hmm. my homie so that can look away. Yeah. And being in this younger generation that's so hyper concerned with perception over reality, yeah. I think that may have been the impetus for him to come out and you know okay. what I'm saying, say this. So I low-key don't think that either one of them are wrong in this situation. Yeah. But I think that Pusha T is going to come out on top he because of does. savviness, <laughs> because it's fucking Pusha T. And yeah. because I don't think you want to get into wars of words. <laughs> Definitely not young, though. No, you don't want to do that. I, I'm do. curious, because I haven't heard anybody mention it, uh, if Pop Smoke heard the verse, or mm. did he hear it and did he use like, yeah, this is cool. That's a good point. Whole time, that nigga might have wrote the verse for Pusha. Maybe he ain't fuck with Drake. You never know. True. You know, we don't true. know shit. Because like, usually, I feel like Drake is the type of artist to jump on somebody's music early, especially when yep. it sounds different. And they didn't have no Walk, I, I feel like Drake would have hopped on Welcome to the Party or Dior or Christopher Walken. Didn't happen, so I don't know if there is some kind of tension there. It could be, or that could just be us making up some shit that's yeah, not there, but Speculate. you never know. Speculate. You never know. Maybe Pop Smoke reached out to Drake and Drake was like, nah, I don't fuck with you or I ain't feeling it or some shit, or I didn't get back. That could be more of the beef you talked about people have with Drake yep. <laughs> in regards to him not Maybe doing verses and stuff. Maybe they did a song and never cleared it. Yeah, you that never know. That could be a thing too. You never know. <sighs> Hip-hop beef, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, do you think that there's going to be more music that comes out of this? I saw somebody, I can't remember where, but they said that Pusha is trying to bait Drake into another rap beef because he has that other clip. In the <laughs> still want to use it <laughs> in the cut where like he wants to use it, but Drake knows better than to say Candyman. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like that's why Drake's like canceling all these songs, so you don't have the pressure of like responding to these different push right. discs. But I think because push is strategic like that, and he's smart. Yeah. He plays checkers. I mean chess. Yeah. <laughs> and we all know that he's sitting on something. Yeah, because he was going to release it, but exactly. the beef got deaded. Whatever he's sitting on, he really enjoys it mm-hmm. and wants to share it with the world and just needs an excuse to share it. I feel like he doesn't care about what Jay Prince said at this No, he point. don't. <laughs> like, he don't. But yeah. you also got to think about it, too. There's a reason why. See, man, all of this shit, when you really start connecting the dots, it all makes sense. There's a reason why Jay Prince didn't come to Pusha and have a conversation. Yeah. There's a reason why he came to Drake, someone that he can control, mm-hmm. and had the conversation, right? He ain't come to push it to you and try to have his a, investment. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's very specific, yeah. right? Like, I could see Pusha T respecting Jay Prince and understanding his OG status, but at the same time realizing this is music and rap, where like those rules are a little bit different than the street codes exactly. Jay Prince lives by. Exactly. So, yeah. And I also feel like Pusha T would know the language to talk to Jay Prince to make mm. him be like, oh, well, you're right. <laughs> like Jay and Prince if would be your like, investment yeah, knows what he's doing, he can make money off exactly. of this. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that, that, that was strategic as well. Yeah. I think that lends yeah. a lot of credence to you is like, Drake is, uh, or Pusha is baiting Drake. Mm-hmm. He's baiting him. Um, <laughs> speaking of rap beefs though, T.I. versus 50 Cent. This is... Are they going to make this a versus? I would just like to point out that 
you mentioned like there are no more verses that you'd be interested in seeing. Is this one of them? Yes. Okay. It, it is, but I think it's a wash though. T.I.? Yeah, T.I.'s gonna I can't, like, it's going to sound crazy because I sound like I'm flip-flopping because I said I think 50 can give Kanye a run. <laughs> uh, I think T.I. can give 50 a run because they're similar in the sense that they both have mixtape songs. They um, both have clicks they ran with, and they both have really good posse cuts, and they have street songs and, like, songs for women. So they seem a little bit more compatible to me than Kanye and 50. But I think it would be one of the most highly entertaining Versus outside of the um, music, because clearly I didn't, because I never uh, knew they kind of had beef. Like, well, at least Fifty Cent seems like he has actual beef with Ti, where Ti just might have a beef with New York (laughs) as a region, (laughs) opposed to Fifty just having beef with uh, Ti, because Fifty made a song about Ti on um, one of his. TOS um, mixtapes, where he's referencing the clip that came out of T.I. on, on Crime Stoppers. Mm. And the song is basically saying like how, you know, you're supposed to get 20 years, it's funny how you only got a couple years, like, you know, then we yeah. saw you on Crime Stoppers. This part right here borders on interesting to me, because like we talked about Gunner, and we talked about snitching mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago with, uh, the head doctor and Whitney, mm-hmm. and like, is this snitching? Is it, if you're promoting snitching, is that snitching? It's, That's essentially what T.I. was doing. Because T.I. came out when the clip, he was like, I didn't say anything to put anybody in jail. To him, that's clearly the definition of snitching. Right. But if you're promoting snitching, which 6ix9ine does, and he actually did, is that snitching? Uh, promoting snitching is not snitching, but it is... Is it, uh, if we were to break snitching down in degrees, would it be second degree snitching? Yeah, it's like second degree It's like, <laughs> okay. it's not dry snitching. Yeah. Because you're not snitching at all, but, but you're I, telling others to snitch. Hey, guys. I feel like, yeah, through proxy, T.I. has said, because he might have, people are like, oh, this is T.I., he's a gangster, he's right. telling me I could do it, I should do it, and them niggas told on somebody. Right. So by proxy, he low-key did put some people in jail. That was tough, man. Um, Which was a great strategy by 50 Cent, because he was like, yeah, I don't even feel like dealing with you, nigga. I'm going to just throw this clip out. (laughs) I thought it was real interesting. I feel like T.I. did his best to incite this, Mm -hmm. and 50 is just like, you little gnat. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, literally just swatted him away with that shit. I don't know how he thought, because he sent this at 50 on his birthday day which was maybe why 50 Cent came the way he did, opposed to like the normal 50 of being like, going back and forth and making jokes. Yeah. He just came out with a kill shot just to shut it down. Yeah, like, fuck <laughs> Do you think this battle is happening? I hope so. I know it's not gonna be in the same place though. No, they can't. They can't, they can't. <laughs> but I think it would be super entertaining, especially the stories them niggas got. They got some stories. I wanna hear the Floyd section. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part that I'm interested in. Uh, especially if uh, if Ti and Fifty can bond over some Floyd hate, because you know yeah. Floyd and Fifty be friends on true. and off again. True, true. But if they can meet when Fifty is not happy with Floyd at the moment, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, memes on that would be dope. But I I was looking at their catalogs. Mm-hmm. 50 Cent has more 
regional hits. I universally. T.I. has. Okay. No. No, you mean regional within New York? Within New York. T.I. has okay. more universal bangers. See, I would assume it'd be the opposite. I assume that too. Mm-hmm. Because I think last week I did say 50 would win. Mm-hmm. I changed my mind. I think both of y'all were pretty adamant about Kanye winning. Kanye I, I said 50. We were talking about Kanye versus 50. This T.I. we haven't talked about yet. Are you sure? I think uh-huh. we talked about it last week a little bit. We talked about um, 50 and Kanye. Because t- I, I think I asked about other verses y'all want to see. And I mentioned right, Cass right, money. Right, right, and, right. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't think this is actually going to be very close. If they did 20 songs. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's maybe... Two songs that Fifty Cent can play that are automatic wins. Which what's one? Of, what are those? One of them is Mini Men. That's an automatic win. I'm just a little upset because I said this last week. I was like, Nah, Kanye got an answer for that. But Kanye and Ti are two different. I know, That's but not, I no. feel like Kanye has millions of answers for Mini Men. Ti does not. <laughs> 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 what? Because, yeah. It's T.I., fam. T.I. has nothing. I feel like T.I. is more of a strategist than Kanye. So I don't know if those... And like the type, like I said, the type of music they make, he has a similar song. The other thing that's difficult about this is we don't know how these niggas are going to play their songs. Yeah, right? like, true. They, we, we don't know what songs they're going to Because they, like, they could do what I thought would happen with Fab and Jada were like, you play your lady's song, I'll play my lady's song. Right. You play your mixtape song, but they they didn't do it that way. Right. And then you think about like Nelly. Yeah. Nelly was playing songs that he thought he was rapping really good on. Yeah. Not his most popular song. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that part is difficult. And I then feel like be if drinking it's up too. To, yeah. <laughs> I feel like if it's up to the reason why I don't like comparing this conversation to last week's conversation is you can't trust Kanye to do anything. That's what I was I telling you. <laughs> but if you're leaving it to, like, if it's me and you, if you yeah. do 50 and I do Kanye, I have it's, a lot more confidence yeah. in my Kanye playlist true. than Kanye playing his own true, shit. True. That's what I'm saying. So to bring it back to the T.I. and 50 Cent, T.I. don't, what, what, what's he got? Uh, 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 lean Back? That's <laughs> lean gonna, back. That can hang with many men? Uh, like, it's not very many. Lean Back, that's Fat Joe, ain't it? Uh, T.I. for many men, he can play... Uh, Rubber band man, something mm-mm, like that. Like mm-mm. it's not gonna mm-mm. work. He has uh, a. <laughs> what's the name of that goddamn song? What you know? Yeah, I don't think that's be mm-hmm. many men though. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Just those keys from two. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. I don't. So you think Fifty would be Ti too? Nah. Okay. Nah. You pulled to me. Yeah. How's it feel? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I think T.I. Uh, and I also just looked at this for shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. 50 Cent and T.I. have the same exact number of number one singles. Mm. Billboards. Seven. Exactly seven. There's some like sneaky 50 Cent collabs. I'll be curious how T.I. would respond. So like if 50 Cent plays Candy Shop, what is T.I. playing for that? cannot play Candy Shop. He can play Candy Shop? No. He cannot. <laughs> Yes. Was that one of the what? number ones? Candy Shop for 50? Yeah. Uh, He's definitely going to play Candy Shop. Was Candy Shop or a little bit a number one? 
I'll take you to the candy shop. Just I, maybe a little bit. I don't know if Candy Shop was number one. I think they're on the same album though. They definitely are on the same album. In the club, Candy Shop. See questions. Crack a bottle. Crack a bottle. Blah 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 blah. Yes. You got a Spanish song for that ass? Wish me luck. Let's get it in. I'm curious what is... uh, If he plays AO Technology, bro... (laughs) He's going to play those songs, I'm telling you. No, you can't. (laughs) He definitely has played a song with uh, Lloyd Banks uh, and uh, it's like a Vine, I think. Um, It's from one of the mixtapes. Not By Your Side. uh, Crack a bottle. So seductive. He's playing that. Best friend, nah, he played 21 questions over best friend. I get money, swagger like us is definitely coming on after I get money. Yep, right there. Which song is that? Oh, no, that's one of them pop choice. Use a window shopper, window shopper. I'm sorry, bro. I think that, uh, I think that I forgot about pimp, yeah, pimp in the club. Down on me is gonna. That's gonna go off. And like maybe Wankster or something like that are the, are the guaranteed top. W's for fifty. Yeah. After that, all of this shit can be beat, bro. What does Ti have that you think is like a knockout? You just gotta get that round up to Ti. Whatever you like. Okay. See, I I would not play that. But I, you're <laughs> not gonna play that if you're Ti. I wouldn't. But yeah, when 50 Cent plays 21 questions. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I was <laughs> yeah. doing this battle, I would not play that. But yeah, I guess that that's one of those. Uh, what you know about that is probably one of those. Mm-hmm. You just said it. A <laughs> front, back, side to side. Nah, that's not a knockout. Um, rubber Band Man might be one of them. Or 24s. Whatever you like. No, that's <laughs> rubber band man or twenty fours is gonna be one of those knockout punches in me that I don't think fifty has a response for. Uh let's see if we can find Oh, what's the song with him and Rihanna? Yada da da Live Live Your Life. life. Okay, yeah, that's the one you just said. Bring him out. That's a good one. If if I'm fifty and he plays Bring Him Out and I want it to be competitive, I'm playing ASAP, that's a banger. He might have 50 my ass on for that though. though. Yeah. That's one of his better songs. King of the South. Motivation, band. I forgot about motivation. Front, back. So if you were to give this a number, like who who's winning like by round? How do you oh, see it breaking down? It's 20 songs, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> probably going 12-8. T.I. That's what I was thinking. 12-8. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <clears throat> and, like, I'm assuming, like, two of those 12 can go. Either way. It might yep. be a debate. I yeah. agree with that. But to me, that's a wash. Four, potentially six songs. <laughs> that's a wash. That's yeah. not a close competition. Even, but, but, again, the entertainment factor, exactly. the story, all of the other things... I think we'll make this too. Yeah. That's something that uh, I think it was Joe Budden said that was kind of a, a thing about the verses that we never knew is everything but the music, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, Teddy Riley fucking up the, the audio. <laughs> uh, 
Jill and Erica being like playing their their like super positive and playing yeah. their B sides like uh, uh, um, was it Kirk Franklin and I'm calling uh, protesting a little bit with yeah, the clothes like, and the prayer all of the things them. outside of it yeah have been pretty dope um, besides just the music. Uh, yeah, Jada Kiss being drunk with his yellow outfit, like that shit was. <laughs> that's why I think these will remain entertaining because there's other elements outside of it that. So I'll admit, last week when I said that it was mostly it. based on <laughs> the music, okay. but if we're gonna add the entertainment factor, mm-hmm. then now we can open this thing back up again. Right, right. Now we can open it, but also to be fair, we might have to change the 20 song limits for some of these folks. You think so? Yeah. Meaning like, more or less? Some people need less, some people <laughs> may need more. If you like, make it I less, want, it'll be more inclusive. I want Soulja Boy in the verses, bro. <laughs> versus Bow Wow? Maybe, maybe Ten that's songs. it, but I don't think they might, they, I don't know if they would be entertaining. Uh, huh? I don't think they would be entertaining. Those are the most unintentionally entertaining niggas out there. But I think- Cause they don't realize they're the joke. <laughs> But I think that what happens, like, right now, if we were to do this right yeah. now in 2020 at this point, I think both of them are a little bit not in that space. Soulja Boy just got out of jail. He's been on the low. He's been on the low, yeah. He, like, I think both of them niggas are kind of sober right now. So you need them to be a little bit more reckless yeah. for it to be entertaining. Yeah. I think ego, I think ego will make it reckless no matter if they're sober or not. That's true. That's true. And them niggas was hanging out together uh, for the Millennium Tour. Right. It was both on the uh, Millennium Tour. True. And I feel like them individually would just have like stories of wild shit they've done together or in the recording process. Probably. Because bo- basically both of them were child stars. Yep. So they got to ask some wild shit. Who wins that? Soulja Boy versus Bow Wow? Whew. Go on, As being a Bow Wow fan when I was like 12 or 13, I'm going to have to go with Bow Wow. Remember that uh, that Bow Wow CD that's like orange and black with him with two pit bulls in front of the car? Mm-hmm. That was one of the first CDs I ever listened to, and y'all left it at Granny's house one day. I left it. You cool. left it at Granny's house, yeah. yeah. That's what happened to that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah, I remember what that. To it. I bought it when they still had CD stores, and it was a yeah. package. It came with a bandana, a poster, and that CD. Nice. They've yeah. been doing bundle deals. Mm-hmm. That shit was expensive too. That's when. <laughs> I was like twenty five hours. Right. Yeah. Good old days. Yeah. Um, so Soldier Boy Bow Wow. I want to see Soldier because I think that the reason why I want to see Soldier is not only will he be entertaining, but I mm. think that the impact that his songs made is slept on. Yeah. Well, we and we found that out when he did the Breakfast Club interview. This True. nigga got some pretty fucking. In the comments songs. on the Instagrams will be we, hilarious. Yeah, that one I can't watch. That. <laughs> I watched the uh, Fab and, and Jada on Apple TV. Yeah. Nope, that one's gonna be comments. on IG yeah. for sure. <laughs> Gotta be on the ground for that one. Um, who else are entertaining artists? I feel like they need to do another producer one. I don't know who two producers they would do. Uh, would you? Hmm. No, I used to vote. Uh, I was thinking Scott Mike Dean. <laughs> Maybe. Mike uh, Dean <clears throat> yeah, but he's so obscure as a person within music for most people not to know who he is to feel compelled to tune in. But like his catalog would be crazy, especially if you like Southern mm-hmm. Houston rap. What if we did Alchemist First Night? 
Oh, I know who I want. I want Travis Scott versus Young Metro. Because they pretty much, or Mike Will versus Travis Scott. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they pretty much made this like New Atlanta sound. Right. They shaped it. That's a good one. I would, I would, I would listen to that. Uh, or to make it more, uh, more wide, I would maybe do like a um, Mustard versus Mike Will. Mm. I think that would be good. That one would be slapping. <laughs> that would be that'd be nice. What about like uh, Pharrell versus Rick Rubin? <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> it's such a wide. It's going to be some intersection, but like that crowd. There's so much music. They can play. <laughs> yeah. All kinds. That's of true. Genres. That's true. I don't know how Pharrell would do in the battle though. He might be too relaxed, mm. too chill. He would be like babyface. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's he cute. Would. I remember when. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I was recording with uh, Noriega and we made what what. Who's some young niggas you would want to see? Uh, that's a good question. I see like a Wizbird, Big Sean. They both came out in the same area. Uh, I can see that. That would be interesting. I w- that would be good. Maybe some kind Big of Sean click wins. situation. Would be good. So like maybe um, what is it? Dreamville versus Griselda. Or Young, nah, not Young Money versus Dreamville. Uh, that's too hard though, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would have to. <laughs> it's got to be like the head of the clique yeah. playing everybody's songs. Yeah. Ooh, so we could do a good music. Say versus Young Money, Old Ooh. Young Money. Ooh. The Drake, Nicky, Tiger, J. Mm. Mills, Young Money versus Young Money. fucking uh, 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 John Legend, goddamn Big Common. Sean, Common, Pusha yeah. T, good music. Yeah. That, would, that would be nice. Mr. Hudson on that shit. <laughs> I forgot about him. <laughs> that would be dope. So wait, can they play Travis songs then? Was he signed to Young Money? I mean, uh, I think he was signed for like an album deal. So like a production deal on the album. Yeah, or something like it was that. a production was, deal. I don't think but he was, he was signed, signed, signed to T.I. as an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was signed to two people at the same time. Yeah, you might low-key be able to get in there. And, they, <laughs> and I guess designer will be able to play his one song. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. Uh, and then, like, Lil Twist got to get a song in, I guess. Uh, what else we got? Anything else on the docket? I think that's, that's it. There's some Florida man. Yeah. We gotta figure out a Florida man drop. An entanglement with August. <laughs> <laughs> this should be the Florida man drop. Hell no, yeah, to the no, 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 yeah, to the no. <laughs> uh, we said it's the 13th, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> the headline here is Florida man with no arms charged with stabbing a Chicago tourist. Now, so before we get into this, we have to figure out how he stabbed someone with no arms. Well, he doesn't have any blood on his face, so I'm assuming it was with the feet. I thought you Because no arms is different than no hands, right? True, <laughs> you don't true. got no you could, you could, yeah. nothing there. Uh, so I got to figure out the details of this. So apparently a homeless <laughs> Florida man with no arms uh, charged with stabbing a Chicago tourist. Uh, Miami Beach police say 46-year-old Jonathan Crenshaw held a pair of scissors with his feet and Mm. stabbed Cesar Coronado just after midnight. Uh, Crenshaw is a popular fixture in the area 
Known for painting going canvases with no arms, apparently. I don't say that, but clearly. Clearly. <laughs> Paints without arms. That guy is <laughs> According to good the on his feet. Report, right. <laughs> Dad joke. Crenshaw ah. <laughs> says he was lying down when Coronado approached him and kicked him in the head. Police say Crenshaw stabbed him twice and fled the scene. How? Why would you just Whoa, kick a homeless person just, in the head? Yeah, this changed the whole game. A friend who was traveling with Coronado said they asked Crenshaw for directions when he suddenly jumped up and stabbed Coronado uh, in the arm. So this sounds like... I ain't how do you jump up and stab somebody? With no arms. I'm not going <laughs> to... Yeah. If you stab him with the feet... How do you get up this with shit. no arms in the first place? Hey, I'm not going to front. I'm team Jonathan Crenshaw. On this <laughs> I need to see this reenactment. I need to see it because think about it. As a popular figure, right, uh, when I was still going to my office, we had a couple of, of homeless folks that like uh, just hang out outside the office, mm-hmm. and everybody knows who they are, right. right? You know what sets them off. You know what to do, what not to do, and all of this, Right. Uh, and they're also they know one of the easiest way a uh, easier way to get like uh, like money from people is to be helpful rather than just to beg. And mm-hmm. a lot of them, what they do is they give directions. Downtown Chicago is very difficult to navigate, especially True. if you're not from here. Yeah, of so they like that's how they make a lot of their bread is by being helpful, offering directions. Oh, go here, that type of shit. Mm-hmm. So as somebody who is known for painting canvases along South Beach. He's used to people asking him for directions. Yeah. Uh, and so, doesn't sound right if they asked him for directions. He jumped up, I guess, midair, grabbed the scissors, jabbed him, and then landed again. I, it, it just don't make sense. <laughs> this story is not adding up. I need to know how he jumped up and stabbed someone with his feet. Like and be was he forty six at that? Yes. Like he's forty six. That's very very agile and nimble of Coronado is twenty two years old. So you're twenty two, from Chicago, visiting Miami. Uh huh. So something right. Clearly this is not sad, but I'm pretty sure the season of Coronado dude was drunk if you're twenty two in Miami. Oh, for Because sure. I, I think you mentioned somebody getting kicked in the head. Or did I make that part up? I think you made that part Oh, no, 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 no. You did. Yeah. Coronado approached him and kicked him in the head. And that is some drunk, young nigga shit to do is fuck yeah. with homeless people. Yeah. I'm team uh, Crenshaw yeah. on this he one. He probably though. deserved that stabbing. I ain't going front. Also, I want to know how that happened. Yeah, it's just too much. The other thing about this is this was a fucking Tuesday. It's happening on a Tuesday in Miami. This ain't no weekend shit. This ain't no nothing like that. Man, free my man Jonathan Crenshaw, bro. Hey, can we Google Jonathan Crenshaw? I want to see if there's any. You want to see his artwork? Not particularly. I want to see if there's any. You want to see his footwork? Think about that. He stabbed somebody in the shoulder. shoulder. With his feet, yes. Oh, man. That's some great hip flexibility right there. I always wonder how homeless people put on, I mean, homeless. Armless people put on shirts. Is your shoulder considered part of your arm? I don't think so. But like, do they get help or do they have like some kind of method? Uh, I've seen I've seen people put there's a isn't that a social media challenge putting on a shirt without no arms? Like with your I feet must have missed that one because like I have questions. I could be making it up too. <laughs> um, 
I just find it interesting that this guy's a staple and there's no other news story at all on the internet about him other than stabbing the fuck out somebody with his feet. Jumping mm. up and stabbing someone with his feet. Mm. And as always, this has been the Self-Medicated Podcast. Uh, I am your host, the Wayfair, a.k.a. Quinn Quarantino, a.k.a. the Banter Boss. Introducing my new a.k.a. Jon Snow, because I know nothing. Here with the captain of the igloo, young, popular, and friendly, a.k.a. the box hunter, a.k.a. One Pop Poppy. We will be with y'all back again next week. Uh, we're not doing two episodes this week. That, not so doing enjoy that. that while that lasted. Yes. Enjoy that extra content. Uh, as always, make sure you follow us. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a review wherever you're listening to this. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll be back again. We out. ride together we, we die, die together, together. Bad, bad marriage, marriage for, for life, life. <laughs>